The Worship Ministry Catalyst Podcast. www.worshipministrycatalyst.com Worship Ministry Catalyst is a networking resource for all worship leaders and worship team members serving as a catalyst to facilitate worship in the local church. Here are your hosts, David Lindner and Kevin Cruz. And we're rolling. And so here we are, episode 56. 56. Worship Ministry Catalyst, but season two. <laughs> season two. <laughs> we'll just go ahead and call it season two. Yeah. We'll call it whatever we want. It's our show. <laughs> And there's nobody telling us what to do. Sounds good. We're in control. We got it. So, hey, I don't have any fancy segments for this one. Oh, okay. Well, do you have a segment? Um, No, no. Like like last time, the uh, the slam the band. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty good. That's the, fun. The bar draw. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 want, I want a bar draw. I do too. <laughs> that, that makes me think of um, the, the episode of The Office. When Andy's playing, oh, the, playing the sitar, yeah. and uh, and, he, and, and everyone and he, else knows except for yeah, him and, and he's trying to he's trying to play his uh really cool uh um what what song was it even he was playing was um, it deck the halls deck the halls yeah <laughs> and then he you know he finishes the song like, like and he's just conquered this instrument right yeah like in one day and he's like uh an appropriate response would be yeah. an applause. Or like, good job, or like, well done. Yeah, because everyone's just staring at him. <laughs> and he has uh, no clue what's going on. He's like, mm, all right. Yeah. All but, right. Uh, yeah, oh, that's funny. That's that funny. And awkward at the same time. Awkward. We've all been there, haven't we? Awkward moments. Yeah. Sure. Maybe, maybe that should be a segment. There awkward we go. Moments segment. Awkward moments with worship leaders. But like, you know, you've done something that you think is just paramount and like nobody responds in the way that you think they You're should like, respond. Oh, was did I did I mess up? <laughs> like was my fly down or something? What happened? Gosh, it reminds me of a um um the very first wedding I ever played at. I was really young. I uh, don't do weddings. You you no, don't I don't do them. Are you serious? Not music, no. Why? far too much pressure wow well you know what that's actually there might be some truth in that Mm -hmm. because very first wedding i ever played at i was 13 um and um so i was i was in junior high youth group and my my small group leader was getting married and he asked me to play the piano in his wedding and so huge honor and you know I'm, i'm just i'm just a kid and i got this music and i'm working it through I'm trying to make it sound good, you know. I I, I want to. I want my small group leader to be proud of me. Um, the the day before the wedding, the rehearsal, um, he actually like gave me twenty bucks, you know, to to thank me for playing in this wedding. So he paid me, mm-hmm. which again, as a thirteen year old, twenty bucks right. is huge. Yeah. Like to get twenty bucks. So so the day of the wedding, I totally butchered the song. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. like I. 
I, I forgot how to play it. I got nervous. I clammed up. Um, I had to start over again. And the thing was, I was playing the music while the candle lighters were doing the candles. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and, and where the, the church was positioned, I, I couldn't see the candle lighters. My back was to them. And so all I knew was that I was screwing up the song and that, and that I was doing a horrible job and I forgot it. And I was so, I was so nervous and I was so, um, just, just, just disappointed with myself. And I felt like a failure. I felt so embarrassed. And then to make it matters worse, I'm doing all this and I start hearing people laughing and snickering. And, and, and so now I'm just like beside myself and I'm just trying to get through the song. I finished the song. No one applauds. No one does anything. I finished the music. It's just dead quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I still had heard some people snickering and kind of laughing. Laughing. Anyway, come to find out what had happened was the candle lighters were having just a horrible time lighting the candles. It wasn't working. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, like, one of the people had to come help, you know, and it still wasn't working. They were getting out, like, a lighter and trying to light yeah. it with a lighter. <laughs> so everyone in the audience is laughing. Yeah. I had no idea. I thought they were laughing at me. Yeah. I was so embarrassed. Um, but yeah, it, it turns out I don't think anyone even realized I messed up because everyone was watching the candle lighters. Yeah. Um, all yeah. So it was really embarrassing and it was awkward. And I I almost at that moment, as a thirteen year old piano player, I almost at that moment vowed to never play the piano mm-hmm. again. Um, but I'm glad you didn't. Hey, thanks. I'm glad too. Yeah, I've played for two weddings, like the piano music for the wedding stuff. Like, yeah, I've sung at weddings and done other stuff and played music while singing at weddings. And that's not as big of a deal. But playing like the specific classical wedding music, oh. I don't do. So like I you know, did the trumpet fanfare once. Oh, and it, I mean, it ended up OK. I mean, I but I made a, a few mistakes and I, that's all I can remember is the mistakes I made. I don't yep. remember how well I, I played the uh, trumpet voluntary in the key of C mm-hmm. for um, uh, Joel and Kristen's wedding at Multnomah. Yeah. And, you know, and then I did another one where I had to do like the the uh, the the recessional, you know, it up, you know, it's like. I just can't, I just get, like, I've never been good at playing classical music. Mm. I And part of my problem is, like, I have to, if I don't get the note right, I stutter and want to go back and fix it, you know? Fix it. And so, yeah, keep keep going, and right? I, just, it's like I have how... such a hard time to keep going. It's just so hard for me. And so, 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 you, don't, so you don't, don't do weddings. Music for weddings. You don't no. do weddings. Mm-mm. I've done a number of weddings and, you know, I've done a number of those classical songs. What I, I always tell people when I'm, meeting with them to talk about music for weddings. I'd say, hey, you know what? I can do the classical stuff, but I'm a lot better at, at this other stuff. Here's some ideas of songs. And so I just kind of have a list of songs, like a mm-hmm. short list that that I do and songs that I, I feel comfortable with and even arrangements that I've done of classical songs like Canon and D, mm-hmm. Hey Sue, Joy's Man Desire. You know, so I've I've made my own arrangement, which that's helped me a lot. So... Yeah. So I always just refer him to someone else. You're like, nope, I don't do that. Send them to me. Okay, I'll send them to you from now on. Right. Um, but, I mean, the money would be nice. Sure. It's, it's just not worth it for me. I'd rather take pictures. There but, you go. Um, well, you, so anyway, you there's, our, pictures. there's our fun little whoosie whatsy for the, whatchamacallit. For, <laughs> what? 
yeah for uh for this episode there it is but anyway hey we're uh we're in god songs God we, uh, songs. we're in the middle of chapter six rhythm that moves chapter six rhythm that moves you're like you're in uh <laughs> you're in radio hook mode today aren't you i'm in the like, hook oh yeah <laughs> right no it's like uh who both of us i think maybe aspire to be and that's paul the Apostle Paul? No. <laughs> David Letterman Paul. Oh, Paul Schaefer. That guy. Yeah, I know. CBS Orchestra. Man, wouldn't that be cool? That would be so awesome. Golly. And like, you know, and that's what he does. Like he they do those old school, you know, things for all the Right. With like the twelve part harmony, you know. Oh. To you know, so cool! Slam the band. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That right, right. Like for last week, we need a we need Paul Schaefer to come and do like a little like a little five second mm-hmm. intro. You know, uh, will it float? Will it float? You know, or, um, yeah, uh, all the other ones that they do. <laughs> um, but that they do some great things. They, on that show. Oh, they do. Paul Schaefer. So what I love, I mean, he's he's surrounded, right? He's got the. He's got oh, the B three. He's, in he's got the right there. he's got the like the it's three like keyboards. He's got the piano. Like he's just surrounded by it. I love it. Yeah, I would, I would love for that to be my setup on a weekend. Oh, like oh, you know what I mean? Like to just be surrounded by keys. Wow, wouldn't that be great? Like um, who was that? That ethereal uh, Yanni was that his name? Yeah. Um, the the like in the mm-hmm, late eighties or whatever, yeah. early nineties, Yanni who can't read music. No kidding. Yeah, like he didn't. He played totally by ear. Yeah. Had no clue about music, and people, other people, transcribed his music. Wow. So that you know, so like people they could sell it. it. Yeah. But Make money. Yeah, he was. He I guess knew nothing about actual music. He just played. Yeah, but Yanni, he would have a setup where he'd have like like these towers of boards on on every side, you know, and and uh, yeah, he he was a he was an interesting character. Yeah, I would love. I'd love to have. I'd like to have a setup where I had like a really nice piano, yes, a couple of keyboards, yes. and like a B three. Like when when uh, surrounded by. I'll tell you what, man. Uh, back in the day when we were going to Multnomah, and mm-hmm. I was in in the band, uh, Forgiven Much. Which, by the way, we're doing a uh, we're doing a Forgiven Much arrangement this weekend. Are you? Yeah. What song? Um, Jesus Lead On. Ah, uh, but do do yeah. That that was my that was my piano yeah. hook. That's nice. like my that's my claim to fame. I I made a really cool piano hook. Yeah, I'm playing for your, for a recording. I'm doing song. I'm doing your music this weekend. Awesome. We we did a we did a forgive him much arrangement last week for shout to the Lord. Did you? Um, which was cool. Uh, we should play that. We should play that arrangement on this on the podcast. Yeah. Well, the shout the shout to the Lord one is like nine minutes long. So no, we, like we do uh, like a medley. Jesus lead on. Oh yeah, the piano hook. I could just play the. I could just play it right there. It's just. Anyway, um, <laughs> it sounds better. It sounds better than that. Trust me. It? Should we play it? Okay, sure. All right. Play- You are my God. 
So we recorded that album. It was a live album um, at Crossroads, and we recorded that in 2002, I believe. Sounds like eight years ago. But still relevant today. I can't believe it's been eight years. What that's, in the world? It's longer than it feels. It, it is. Yeah. Maybe it was 2003, but I think it was 2002. It was a few so, years ago. So we recorded that um, at Crossroads. Uh, live album, really, really fun. Um, big night, man. Um, a lot of stress, a lot of pressure. Yeah. And uh, and and songs like that. So we did all of our own arrangements. Um, uh, you know, like that little piano hook in the beginning. You know, so so um, you know, we all had our own arrangements. You know, making these parts. We'd work together as a band. Uh, really fun stuff. But incredibly nerve wracking, you know, when you're when you're doing this like hook for this live album, right. and you're like, man, don't want to don't want to mess this up. So what I was going to say in reference to Paul Schaefer, um, so when we did our live album, I had I had just the most amazing setup. It, it was literally like a Paul Schaefer setup. So right in front of me, I had a I had a B three organ, um, a real Hammond B three with a one twenty two Leslie cabinet. It sounded nice. amazing. Uh, you, you may have heard the B3 mm-hmm. in that song on the chorus, um, Good Times. Uh, on top of the B3, I had um, a Roland RD500, which really I was using that as like a control board because um, I was running I was running it MIDI through a uh, three different um, effects racks that was um, um, controlled by a mixer. So on the left side of me, I had this in, I had this whole rack. Uh, with with like a just like a little eight channel Mackie mixer, and I could mix the different layers of sound. So so I I, I had three processors. I would layer the sounds, control it through the board. Got some really cool ethereal sounds that way. Mm-hmm. And then on the right of me, I had this Yamaha 
uh, you know, this this nine foot Yamaha grand piano, mm-hmm. uh, a, a C7, or I guess it's seven foot, it's a C7 Yamaha piano, mm-hmm. just amazing sound, beautiful. Yeah. Um, and it's like, dude, talk about talk about an amazing for a keyboard player. Yeah. Man, oh man. Yeah, that's what oh, I oh, need. And. I forgot. And then to the left of the mixer, I had a Fender Rhodes, like a full-on Fender Rhodes. Really? Yeah. Nice. So I used the Fender Rhodes for um, uh, track seven, the uh, uh, Shout to the Lord track. Did you? Yeah. So. We'll have to listen to that one another time. Yeah. In the podcast. It was cool, though. Really cool. I didn't ask you, is it okay? Oh, I guess I asked your permission. Sure. And you were a member of the group, so it gives us permission. Yeah, you got right. permission. I don't know, it might make Scott mad or something. <laughs> but sorry, Scott, if you're listening. But uh we just we needed to show off some of your guys' good work. Back it in was the really day. Good. Back good in the stuff. day. Thanks. We we had a good time. I mean, it it was one of those things where you know, I look back at that and really good memories, you know, mm-hmm. playing with the band, touring. I mean, gosh, we traveled all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um uh, when Melanie and I first got married, you know, we, you know, we were newlyweds and, and we were, uh, literally three weeks after we got married, we, we, uh, we were traveling to central Oregon to do some, some gig down there. And, but yeah, good, good memories. And, and it's, it's wild listening to that and remembering that was like eight years ago. Um, but man, I listened to it. I'm like, hey, this rocks. You know, yeah. this is cool. It's a good recording. It's so, a good arrangement. Thanks. Which is perfect for what we're talking about. That's right. Because Chapter you've six. got you've got a lot of good stuff in that in that arrangement. You've got syncopation. Yep. Which we're getting ready to talk about. It had an intro. Had an intro hook. Yeah, had a great hook for the intro. Yep. Uh, had other good stuff in the arrangement, like the background vocals on the last two you courses. You lead me on. You lead me. I will follow. That's yeah. good. I mean, it's it's. It's an exciting arrangement from beginning to end. There's you don't get bored, you know, listening to the same hook. Like if you if the only thing that the only interesting thing about the song was your piano hook, you'd probably get bored. Right. If that if that was the entire song for yeah. three and a half minutes, sure. But it's not. So uh so yeah, it's a great arrangement. But syncopation, let's talk about syncopation. Yeah, so uh real quick, we are going through the book God Songs, Paul Balash, Jim and Carol Owens. We are in chapter six talking about rhythm and arrangements. Mm-hmm. And like David said, great segue into uh, that song Jesus Lead On uh, from my band Forgiven Much. That is a great intro to uh, what we're talking about, syncopation. So go ahead. Sorry to mean to cut you off. No. Um, to syncopate means to modify a rhythm by shifting the accent to a weak beat of the measure or often to a weak half beat. Wow. That's a very scientific definition. Yes, it is. I just think of syncopation as like, uh, uh, what? Uh, uh. Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. That's what you think of when you think of syncopation. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, doing things on the offbeat, right? Yeah. Um Well, the- you know, syncopation rhythm, it's it's all the same. I mean, a a rhythm is a syncopation. So it's like you're doing that's a rhythm and it's syncopated you know it's a syncopated you know it's it's the same thing yeah you're just it's you're accenting beats and like they said you know off beat or half beat or weak beat or whatever you want to call it but but it's it's syncopated what makes it syncopated is you're all doing it together right right and well yeah hopefully hopefully everyone's (laughs) doing it together you know the hard thing i've found especially with older people in our congregation really hard to teach them how to sing 
syncopated, how to sing mm-hmm. on the offbeat, you know? Which well, That's why a lot of choral arrangements totally dumb the music down. Oh, I know. Yeah. Shout to the Lord, all the earth. Uh, you know, we were talking mm-hmm. about shout to the Lord last, um, last yeah. episode, so... Um, but yeah, they they use the example of a uh, um, delirious the song "I Can Sing of Your Love Forever," mm-hmm. and talking about ways how syncopation can actually enhance lyrical content. So you have this this phrase, you know, over the mountains and the sea, your you know your um, river what is it? runs with your river. For me. I almost said your rhythm runs. <laughs> I'm like that can't be right. Yeah, <laughs> your river runs with love. You know, so it, it's a very beautiful poetic word. But then you sing it, you sing it, and in the syncopated pattern, and it's like it kind of just rolls off the tongue, you know. Mm-hmm. Over the mountains and the sea, your river runs with love for me, and I will open up my heart and let the healer set me free, mm-hmm. you know. So it's, it's almost like a conversation, this syncopated conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you sing it straight, you lose all the. Yeah, over the mountains and the sea, your river runs. Yeah. Over the mountains and the sea, your river runs with love for me, and I will open up my... I think it's a mistake to assume that choirs can't do syncopation. (laughs) Uh, Give you an example. Uh, At my last church, we had a choir mostly of, you know, older group of people. And it was harder, but we did the song Hungry. Yeah. Where almost everything's on the upbeat, right? I come to you for... I... So like like that whole verse, you know, like everything yeah. is on the and or on the upbeat or whatever you want to call it. And so it's like they had a really hard time with it. So but but we did it and it paid off because when we would do another song later on where the emphasis of the accent was on the upbeat. Then like, they already know how to do we know it. How to do this. There you know? it is. But you, so no matter what choir you have, whatever age the people in your choir are, don't assume that they can't do syncopation. Because right. that's just a wrong assumption to make. Right. But um so yeah, there you go. Syncopation. Do we need to talk any more about syncopation? Yeah, we got it. It's cool. Do it. Use it. <laughs> Use it. Okay, uh next section rhythmic and dynamic variety. Talking about have variety within things. Um Which yeah, your song is, you know, Jesus lead on another good example. There's lots of rhythmic and dynamic variety. Right, in starts the off with just the piano. Mm-hmm. Um you know, uh, add, add a little bit of a bass fill, and then we do a hard stop. Uh, this is my cry. Goes back to just um, verse two. We then drop it down to um, here. Now this song drops down to just drums. So, so you know, uh, second half of verse two, we bring the band back in, but the band's still pretty, pretty sparse. You know, mm-hmm. and then when we get to that chorus, we're really full. You know, mm-hmm. Scott, Scott brings in the power chords, distortion. I'm doing full voicings on the B3, you know, way up high. So sustained. Sustained, exactly. Yeah. And and same thing for Scott, you know, lots of long sustained feeling chords, not right. short choppy chords. Which, which in the beginning on the verses, mm-hmm. he's doing lots of you know, lots of kind of wah wah lines mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So yeah. So variety, variety yeah. is what keeps people's attention. Moving along, chugging right along because we're going to run out of time here pretty yeah, quick. Yeah, we uh, we want to finish this chapter. We, we, we want to go into chapter. chapter seven because chapter seven, I know Dave is looking forward to this, mm-hmm. words and music. Happy together. Because I know you've been working a lot on your songs, putting mm-hmm. good words in them, 
trying to mm-hmm. apply it. Okay, so yeah. sorry, let's get back to rehearse, rehearse, rehearse. That's something we've talked about a lot. Yeah. We don't need to talk about basically that. just rehearse, okay? You need to practice. And don't it, expect it, it to just happen. Just a little FYI. When when we got to that live recording, so understand a live recording, um, I mean you really got one shot at it. Obviously you do, you know, overdubs and mm-hmm. and you do, you know, you, you clean up some of the things, you do some post recording. Uh, you do lots of editing. I mean, we edited the drums like crazy, you know, mm-hmm. just fixing little things. So, um, so obviously a live recording, there is some room to work on it, but really the basic content, the basic bulk of it is one shot. You have one night, you have a two hour concert to get a live recording done right. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of pressure. Yeah. And so all that to say, leading up to that live recording, um, we, we probably put, I don't know, 60, 70 hours of practice, like literally, mm-hmm. you know, going through all the songs, working yeah, out all the arrangements. That doesn't count all the practice you had already done. Yeah. That doesn't count all the, yeah. all the, like, you know, when we traveled and when we set, you know, when we would play at different places, all that, that rehearsal, that practice. Um, yeah, I mean, th- this was, you know, sitting, uh, sitting together in in Scott's living room, you know, working on vocal stuff, working on arrangements, setting up our gear, practicing through these. So, I mean, we spent a lot of time, yeah. a lot of time rehearsing. So practice. Yep. It takes dedication and rehearsal time to be a part of a good worship team. Know the styles. Uh, you know, and this is something we've we've talked about, and not about not in this series on this book, but in the past about using variety of style and your worship music or do like a different weekend or do a different style for a weekend, you know, mix it up. I went to, um, yesterday I went to this, um, this, it's this little pastors, um, group that meets at Western seminary in Portland, uh, Spurgeon fellowship. And, uh, they, they had, um, uh, they had a worship band from, um, this church in North Portland called the well. Uh, have you heard of the well? I have. Really cool church. Um, really awesome worship team. And, they're very they're very jazzy like that's mm-hmm. that's their niche you know they um yes <laughs> well I, th- I, th- I th- that's the same church it might be one of the uh one of the singers is like my cousin in law no kidding yeah travis no no okay I don't um, know any of the other guys so sorry all I'm saying is Brian was there a Brian there I don't know maybe I didn't. I didn't catch all their names. Just the the main guy, the worship leader. Okay. But but they um they do everything in like a jazz style, and they're good at it, and it works, you know. And and that's the key, right? We're talking about know know the styles, different styles of worship mm-hmm. music. And I don't typically think of jazz when I think of worship styles, but you know what? They did it. Okay, <laughs> David thinks of it. <laughs> I don't typically think of it, but they they did it. They did a jazz worship style, and it was amazing. Yeah, I got to go check them out because I've had the group that's playing this weekend. I'm trying to build that group to do jazz. Oh wow! And that's what I want to do. Like I want to do one weekend month where we do like a jazz or a blues or a, a like a cool. soul gospel weekend. You know where we can where we can get outside of this contemporary worship rut that I feel like huh. we've been in and I've talked about before. It's like every weekend, you know, let's do four Chris Tomlin songs and <laughs> throw in, you know, you know one uh, Lincoln Brewster every once in a while or one Paul Blash song. And it's just, but let's just do the same thing every weekend where everything's so overproduced and everything's, you know, 
exactly like it is on the recordings like you know that that's fine and that works and there there is a the huge benefit to doing it because people can hear those songs on the radio and worship and connect with them during the week like they can on the weekend but but there there is also a huge missing component of creativity like mm. it's not creative to do what somebody else has done that's yeah. not creative that's yeah. mimic you know that's that's mimery like let's let's <laughs> let's get outside the box a little bit and do something different. So when you're writing music, when you're coming up with an arrangement for a worship song, do something different, you know, but it does have to work right with your congregation has to work with the meaning of the song. Exactly. Exactly. But anyway, get off my soapbox. No, no, that's good. Um, so they say here, um, as a writer and especially if you're an arranger or a rhythm player, Make it your business to become versatile in many styles. Mm-hmm. And I think that is so key. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, because anyone can get get on a guitar and learn G and E minor. I mean, I even know those chords. Mm-hmm. I know G. I know E minor. Um, you know, anyone can learn those chords. But, uh, you know, watching this guy from the well play guitar, I mean, he was doing these these just beautiful voicings, you know, these um, th- these, you know, minor sevens, these, uh, major nines, these, you know, flat, these, you know, flat nine type chords. And, and it, it, I'm, it's like, yeah. I'm just watching him and I'm like, man, he knows, he knows his guitar. Like he's mm-hmm. good. Yeah. He knows it inside and out. Yeah. Like, I went to, I took some of the guys from this group that I'm working on to hear Dan Balmer on Monday night. And I've talked about, mm-hmm. you know, at, over at Jimmy Max and, and just watching him. It's like he knows like everything about his guitar, you know, yeah. like like and he's doing he's doing a solo that's like all chords. Right. Mm. So like like every eighth note is a different chord. Wow. It's like ping, 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 ping. And it's like and it just sounded amazing. Wow. But and it's like he wasn't even thinking about it. It's like he's just doing it. His fingers are just there and just like I mean, it just it just makes you want to like go and like puke on his shoes or something like <laughs> Like, come on, man. That's sick. Yeah, that was my point. I was trying to say it in a different way. But um yes. but yeah, you know that's what I'm working on. I wanna that's what I'm working on right now is jazz and R and B and soul. Like I wanna be able to play a little bit more in that. Like I play a little more old school, like that's kind of my natural bent. That's how what I learned, you know, like that guy that I can't think of his name, the guy that plays at your church, like Warren. Yeah, like I'm. I, that's what I've always played and kind of done. You know, arranging hymns and and playing in that kind of piano style. So I want to get out of that a little bit and huh. more into this improv kind of style and, cool. and play that way. So, huh. so, so yeah, different styles. Know them, learn them, and it will influence your music in a good way. Yeah, uh, it helps yeah. you not become just the same same thing. Well, all right, we're out of time. Cool. <laughs> Episode fifty six in the can. WorshipMinistryCatalyst.com. Get in touch with us, David at WorshipMinistryCatalyst.com. Kevin at WorshipMinistryCatalyst.com. And you can join our growing social network, WorshipMinistryCatalyst.ning.com. We'd love to hear from you. Get in touch with us. We'll talk to you again soon. Bye.